You're my little buzzing honeybee. I'm a little buzz, so honeybee mine. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net and be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. Besides that website, you can also find the show on iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts, as well as on Spotify and lots of other podcast platforms. There are links to Now Hear This Entertainment on at least a half dozen podcast apps at nhte.net. In addition to what's listed there, the show is also on the likes of Overcast, Himalaya, Podcoin, Player FM, and more. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from the greater Los Angeles area, my guest is the guitar player and a singer in the band Undecided Future. The band won the 2019 Young Entertainers Award. In 2017, they had won Best Cover Ever with mega artist Jason Derulo and performed a song with him and exclusive video on YouTube. They are regulars on the main stage at Downtown Disney in Anaheim, California, and have also played notable venues and events such as the House of Blues, the Viper Room, and the Winter Nam Show. The band has gotten radio airplay both throughout the U.S. and internationally and is ranked number one in their area on Reverb Nation. You've been hearing a song of theirs entitled Bouncin'. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Cole Frederick. Oh, yo, what's up, Bruce? Hi, Cole. Thanks for doing this. Much appreciated. Yeah, of course. I'd love to be on Awesome. Well, let's have you start off by telling the listeners all about the song of yours that was just playing called Bouncin'. Cool, yeah. Bouncin's a track we actually uh, we all wrote together with uh, with the band, and then we took it to our producer, Dem Joints. And uh, basically, he produced it out and helped us make it sound great. And uh, the song basically means it's just, it's just a happy, like, slow, uh, slow groove type song that it just made you, basically like we just want to make people dance and just like enjoy the the booty on bouncing on the bass you know bouncing on the face all over just basically a feel good happy song nice nice it's uh perhaps inspired by the fact that you do live in the greater los angeles area a beach type song maybe absolutely definitely uh blast this every time well, we've been blessed to get listeners to this show from 147 countries around the world, so some people are just being introduced to Undecided Future for the first time. So, Cole, tell the listeners about the other members of the band, including Who Does What, and then also where the name of the band came from. Awesome, yeah. So basically, I'm Cole. I'm the guitar player. We've been a group for seven years, and we actually all met in an arts high school called OSHA. So I was in the music program, uh, in the guitar program, uh, and Nick, our keyboard player, he was in also in the music program, but he was actually in commercial music. And our singer, Matt, he was actually in the film program, and that's where he met Matisse, our drummer. So Matt and Matisse, the singer and the drummer, they actually 
were in film school together. And we all just randomly, like literally, we just randomly met. And we're like, hey, like, we all want to be in a band. Let's be in a band. And like, it was just like some crazy synchronicity. And we all became like best friends. Like, and I was in like eighth grade of high school. And they were all like a year above. Um, so we just would have practice every single weekend until we all graduated high school. Uh, Nick went to college at USC where he studied uh, popular music. He's killing it. He just graduated. I actually just graduated from Musicians Institute. And uh, we're still keeping the band together. We still get together, like, actually every single day now because it's a full-time thing for us. And we're just trying to go on tour and have the best time we can. And what about the name of the band, Undecided Future? Where did that come from? Yeah, Undecided Future actually came from our first show. Because we basically, like I said, we randomly formed the band. And then within a couple weeks, we actually, like, ended up getting a show. And then we were like, oh, shoot, like, we don't even have a band name. Like, we don't, we're not even ready. And then we're just like, I was, actually, I was like, hey, we should be the undecided. And then they're like, nah. And then Matt, the singer, was like, hey, we should be undecided future. And then we're all like, yeah. And then, like, ever since then, we've, like, we've always hated the name. But it just, it stuck with us. And over time, it actually grew to have meaning because now that we all graduated, graduate high school, graduate college, you know, every everybody is living in this undecided future where you don't know what you want to do. But our message is we just want everyone to live in the moment and realize, you know, you never know what's going to happen, but you just have to enjoy the moment and live in the present. Wow. Wow. I like it. That's a great story. I, I like that you came full circle with it because when you initially said we didn't really like it, I thought, wow. So I guess you just kind of sucked it up and said we're stuck with it. But you kind of, you know, one of those life gives you lemons, you make lemonade, and all of a sudden you got this real cool story that goes with it now. Exactly, because if if that story didn't come with it, then, and you know, we say we changed the name, then we wouldn't have any other type of, like, you know, story or moral connection to anything. Well, I also like, Cole, that you said in there about how long y'all have been together, but that it was through school years, because those are very changing times when you're a student and normally someone can change their mind from one day to the next about what they want to do, meaning it could have been very easy for someone to leave the band. And I'm really impressed with the way that not only did everyone stick together, but you mentioned about practicing every Saturday. And now the fact that everyone's doing it full time, that's very impressive. It's not easy to keep a group of four guys that age committed to something over that period of time. Yeah, man. Honestly, the magic of it was the fact that we became best friends first. Like, I mean, actually, I don't even know first, but like through the process of everything, our friendship was first. And then like, we all had this insane passion for music in the band. And we just, we all have the same vision of where we, how successful we want. We want to be like revolutionary with this band. Um, We haven't felt differently since. So it's just really a blessing that we're able to keep it together. Well, and the fact that you said that I believe two of them were film students, I think makes it even more interesting because you think film students and for whatever reason you decide, well, that's the uh, that's the art they've chosen. And you do have to be open-minded to say, well, maybe they're into music also. Totally. And I, actually the crazy part about that is um, both Matt and Matisse, uh, they both have dads that were in the music industry. So Matisse's dad was actually uh, a world famous drummer he actually 
drum, uh, he used to drum for Mark Anthony and Jennifer Lopez. Whoa. Um, and he currently drums for uh, Arturo Sandoval, who is a really dope uh, jazz trumpet player. Yeah. So, yeah, so his name's Tiki Pasillas. So, uh, we actually, when we first started the band, Tiki actually gave us a lot of guidance and uh, we really respected him because of like all the stuff he's done. So, super cool that we were able to connect with him and like figure out how to get things going. And then Matt's dad was actually a singer. So totally worked out. Like Matt actually had no vocal training. He just sang because he wanted to. His dad sang. He just felt like singing. And he because that he kept practicing and he kept singing, like he didn't even like necessarily practice like scales or anything. He just kept singing songs, keep singing a song, learn a new song, learn a new song. And then eventually his pocket got so tight where Matt is just a beast right now. He can sing, like, anything. Like, right off the top, he just sounds amazing. Mm, outstanding. And that's, that's, that's how we all are with our, our instruments, and Matt just got to develop that with his voice, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's terrific. Well, again, for those who are just hearing Undecided Future for the first time, the band's music is described as pop music with some funk, R&B, and hip-hop. But, Cole, describe the band's sound in your own words. Yeah, I would say it's very similar. Um, uh, I would say, like, we're really trying to mesh it. Right now, a lot of people have been telling us, in my own words, I would agree with it. I would say it's kind of like between Earth, Wind & Fire meets Bruno Mars meets Michael Jackson. So that's kind of like a, a pop, funky, that's just like pop funk right there. Because it's just like popular music that everyone loves. And then it's super uh, rich and funky with, like, how old school everything the arrangements are put together and um working with dem joints uh i would say he really puts a hip-hop vibe into the production value of what we do well i wonder what your reaction is to i think that because of your sound and because of the fact that there's four males in the band i think the temptation is to right away label undecided future as a boy band is the group okay with that, or does it bother you, or what's the, what's the reaction around that type of label that people might slap on the on undecided future? That's a that's a good thing, cool thing to bring up because it's really up to your own interpretation. Because I would say our image, like yeah, we're four young dudes and we all make music, so it's like, and we all sing, so like yeah, it totally looks like visually our image, our brand, it looks boy bandish, but then. When you actually hear our music, it's not like, it's not like One Direction. It's not like a boy band. It's more like Anderson Pack or Bruno Mars. It's like, it's a band, but then we look like a boy band. So it's like image and music. It's actually something we need to like work on. It's like, do we want to be this crazy boy band or do we want to be like some Beatles? I mean, Beatles were kind of a boy band too, you know? So it's hard to say. Well, and I'm dating myself a little bit here, but when I hear the expression boy band, I think of the Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, and in sync. And the first thing I think of is that all those guys, you would just see them standing on stage singing. And here we are talking about the different members of Undecided Future, and you just ran down who everybody is and what instruments they play. So to me, that makes a big difference right there, just in terms of you might say they're a boy band. However, keep in mind, these guys are all playing their own instruments. They're not just singing. Yeah, that's that's a good thing to add because we uh yeah, cuz boy bands they they're going to be dancing and singing. But for us, we're basically singing and playing. 
But we actually do add, like, in three songs that we play live, uh, we actually have coordinated dances. So we kind of add that element to us um, live. Um, but, yeah, I think it definitely differs in, in that sense of, like, we're not hitting crazy dance moves. Although Matt, our singer, he's killing the dance game, so <laughs> got to say. Well, but at the same time, once you're doing these songs live, you are performing, and so people want a show. So it's not a bad thing to have some dance incorporated into some of it. Exactly. And we realized like we wanted to take our artistry to like a more mature level. And the only way to like increase the cost of a ticket is to like add more value to your show. So uh, yeah, of course, dancing, harmonizing, uh, choreo- choreographed stuff uh, with all of us is going to add value. So it only, it only makes it funner for us and more entertaining for everybody. So it's just like a win-win. I like it. I like it. Less than a month ago, the band released a new video for a song called Adande Vas. I did watch it, a very fun-looking video. Talk about the making of that video, Cole. Yeah, Adande Vas was really fun. Uh, we, we actually, uh, it was Nick's last semester at USC. And uh, the, film, the film department of USC, you know, they have to finish their final project, so... Uh, one of Nick's friends just hit Nick up and he, she's like, Hey, like, I want to do my final project on one of your guys' songs. Wow. And she's like, I want to do a Don Vos because I feel like that's a good fit for the video crew that I have and everything. And we're like, You know what? I mean, if you just want to do this for us, like, that would be amazing. Like, wow. yeah, of course, let's, let's do it. So it was about like three to four days, different days spread over a couple different weeks of filming. We had like a really cool film day and like a big black, uh, big black room. And then we just had like, had like a bunch of zombies and weird fruit stuff going on. Um, and then we shot, I think my favorite part was like when we shot on the very ending scene of the music video mm-hmm. is like, is Matt and Matisse talking. And it's like, we're, I think we shot in like, Long, I think it might've been Long Beach or I think it was in Long Beach uh, where there's like this, like, it looks like a tropical like beach, like boats and stuff. But um, I don't know. I like that part because it looks super tropical really relaxing when we shot it and um i don't know genevieve her name is genevieve uh who directed the video and she did an amazing job with like everything like the green screen with like us flying around that's also probably my favorite part but uh, yeah she killed it we've never had uh it was a really big crew so we've never had a whole school crew like working for us like that so it was really cool to see yeah i'm impressed to hear that it was a film student project because earlier on when you were mentioning who all is in the band and that a couple of them were film students, the wheels started turning in my head, and I thought, well, I, that, that'll probably benefit them at some point when it comes to making a music video. But having watched it, I would have never guessed, because she did do such a great job with it, I would have never known that that was a film student that led that project, because it's a really well-done video, and listeners obviously are going to want to go and look for that on Undecided Future's YouTube channel. So congratulations, Cole. Job well done. Thank you. Yeah, props to Genevieve. Listeners, this episode is being released the day that I am flying up to Nashville for the Summer NAM show, where I know that I'll see some of the Tascam folks, and hopefully you are subscribing to this podcast and you hear me talk about them every week. It's because of Tascam that I will have the gear that I need to record interviews on site while I'm in Nashville, and they have the gear that you need for whatever you're doing in music. Check them out for everything 
from microphones and headphones to computer recording and audio interfaces, plus mixers, audio for video recorders, rack mount recording and media playback devices, the list goes on. For decades, they have been the choice of musicians, engineers, and broadcast professionals worldwide, and I myself use all Tascam gear. Check them out online at Tascam.com. That's T-A-S-C-A-M dot com. Cole, talk about the songwriting process in the band. Who does it? How formal is it or isn't it? Meaning, are there scheduled songwriting sessions? Are one or two guys writing harmonies and another one or two writing lyrics? What, what, what does all that look like? Yeah, so it's it's a cool process. Basically, uh, all of us are super creative, so any one of us can come to the table with a hook or come because we all produce music on our laptop as well. So maybe someone will come to the table with a, a beat, a, a, an arrangement or anything. Um, so like that's one way. Another way is Matt and Nick. They, uh, a lot of times they'll just randomly pump out a song. Matt pumps out songs crazy, but uh, I would say mostly it's a collaborative effort of all of us. Like we usually, we actually just planned out our entire summer and we have like mostly just songwriting and, uh, social media per- and then just performances but uh yeah we just we get together we record a hook on a computer put a beat to it and then we write this the so we, we write the hook and then we write the first verse and then after that we consider the song done so then we like produce the song out a little bit and like see how we feel about it and then if we like it we'll write a second verse and then uh finish it out throw some touches on it call it done wow well, I like that because it sounds like it's very much an all-hands-on-deck effort. It's not, yeah, this guy writes the melodies, this guy writes the lyrics, this one will chip in with this or with that. It, it sounds like all four are all working on melodies and all working on lyrics. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I will say, our keyboard player, Nick, he has a, an amazing ear for uh, harmony. So a lot of... Thanks by Nick. And what type of equipment are you using hardware and software when you say that you record and see how you like it and if you like it you develop it further what are you using to to get the initial version down so i i just use logic and i have an, an apollo twin interface um i actually used to have a Tascam when i was 14 so that's funny that you're talking about that <laughs> um but i i use logic on my apple computer and uh matt and matisse our drummer he uses logic as well Matt and Nick, they recently just switched to Ableton, and um, yeah, we just we uh we buy like third-party plugins of synths and just different sounds that are really high quality, and we just throw them in there on the MIDI and try to make it sound as good as possible. Nice, nice. Well, last September the band put out what is your biggest release to date, a seven-song release called Hugo. Talk about that project, including where it was recorded, who produced it, and I'm curious, since there's no song on it by that name, what the title of it means. Yeah, so Hugo, J-U-G-O, that was the last album we released. It actually stands for Juice in Spanish, because we, we thought our music was, you know, it's funky, it's hip-hop, it's pop, it's like, it's like juice. There's a lot of different types of juice, so we want to give people the different flavors that we can. Okay. And um, so we we recorded that uh, EP because we developed a really uh, unique 
an amazing relationship with this producer named Dem Joints. A friend of a friend introduced us because uh, she really believed in us and she was a good friend of Dem. And then right off the bat, we had like really great chemistry with Dem. And he actually just, he just uh, released a Chris Brown song. He just or produced a Chris Brown song. He just produced a Anderson Pack song. He produced uh, all, all the like tons of stars. Um, too many to name right now. Mm. But uh, we got super lucky to like build this friendship with him where we're just making music as friends because he just he wants to help us grow. So basically, we just uh, got in the studio for like probably like 10 days, 11 days, and we pumped out seven songs. And the, I, like when I say like the chemistry of how we wrote it and produced it, like some of the songs we just like literally wrote on the spot and just like. The, it, the energy felt so good that wow. like we f- would finish the song like super quick and we're like wow like and especially because he's like he's an incredible producer because like i'll play like a guitar idea and i'll mess it up but like dem knows what i was trying to do so he'll literally like fix the audio and like he'll make it like sound good i'll be like oh let me retake it he's like no i got you i got you mm. then he like boom he fixes it and he's like oh my god bro like you knew exactly what i was trying to wow. do and wow. like I've, we, we've actually never met a producer that, and like he knows what like what we want. So uh, we're actually in the works of like second album with him right now. But uh, each song, like there's actually a couple songs on the last album, Hugo, uh, that like uh, different people featured on. Like Matisse took a verse, Nick took a verse, I took a verse on stuff. Um, and like sometimes like if you hear. Like someone take a verse on that, maybe like they uh, they were trying to dive into that that part. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the album basically it went really well. Uh, you was probably you and Bouncing uh, were our probably two most popular songs, and uh, we're trying to just get them out there, trying to get them on some playlists because we know you got on a playlist and that w- went really well. At this point, we're probably like sixteen songs deep in our next project. Whoa, whoa. But I will say, we're probably just going to be dropping all singles, and then it's going to lead up to, like, a master album, which is going to be beautiful. Now, does Dem have his own studio, or did you all go to a studio, and and he was there in the producer capacity, and you're just renting space somewhere else? Yeah, that's a good good, uh, thing to talk about, because Dem, he he bought, uh, like, a separate house over in... um, the valley kind of by Oxnard almost but uh he he bought this little studio and it's it's like this little house and the little house has like three or four studio rooms in it different like all different rooms all beefed up with nice equipment and then he has the back the studio house like in the back and that's where we record it's like the bigger uh studio in the back wow and uh he has like really nice equipment uh, and we all just, we basically just, like, sit on the couch and he sits like right there and we're like, yo, what are we doing today? We're like, yo, let's make a banger. Let's make a song. Do it. Yeah, and then we'll kind of like, it's really cool. The collaborative effort is really dope. It's teaching us a lot because we'll, we basically come to him and then uh, we give him like a sample platter of six to 10 songs that we've made while, we, while he, we've been gone from him. And then he's like, okay, I like this one, I like this one, I like this one, send them to me right now. And then we'll send them to him. And then he, he shows us some songs, and he's like, I have these songs. 
and then we're like whoa we like this one and we like this one Can we work on those and like yeah so then we then after like we figure out the songs that we like we um we choose like just one song to work on that day and then we usually finish it or get like 90 percent done with it that day and the really cool part about being able to work with him and go to dem studio is uh he actually has another artist there who is signed to his label right now named Khan. I'm not sure if you've heard of Khan, but Khan's actually like blown up right now. He's a really, really dope rapper. And uh, him and Dem have been pumping out songs, pumping out songs. And in Dem's free time, he works with us basically. And so whenever we go to the studio, I think Khan actually like lives in the house house. Mm. So uh, we, we go say what up to Khan. We're like, bro, like what's up? And then we're like, let's get you on a track. So like we're hoping sometime uh, within the next few months, we're going to throw him on the track. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm disappointed in myself. In 283 episodes, I've never thought to ask anyone this question, but because you're talking about Dem so much and the great chemistry that you seem to have with him, is there ever a reason why you ask him to come to one of your live performances, meaning from an advisory standpoint to see how you're performing your original songs live, or is it, no, we, we just rely on him for the studio? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's definitely good for him to see what we do live so that he can, like, really feel what our sound is because that's, like, our raw sound, you know. And um, it's good for him to, like, picture that because we're very funky live, so, and he's very hip-hop, so. He, and he's like an insane funk producer, so that, that makes it great that he knows the direction that we're going in. But also at the same time, it's like sometimes the studio days, just us and nothing else is like better as well because we've had like, I mean, just like just like any how life works out, like like I, almost like two of the shows that we invited them to, like we the, the, the sound guy was like not it was something was going wrong, basically. And so, like, it sounded pretty bad. Like, like we played, like, great. Like, but the sound was just, like, not great. So, it's like, and then the third time Dem saw us, it was, like, really good sound. So, it was, like, totally chilling. But those small little things do come into play. So, it's, like, we already know each other. We've already vibed in the studio. He's heard us play. So, it's, like, there's nothing, like, out in the air. It's, like, it's all, like, it's all love and trust. Yeah, yeah, nice. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is when you get interviewed, unless it airs live, always listen back to the final product once it comes out. You don't want there to be any surprises, including getting caught off guard if someone else hears it and gets back to you and comments on something that you weren't aware of because it was added after your conversation was recorded. By the way, as I've probably said before, it's also a good way to evaluate how you did. Don't just be a one and done, though, without ever hearing what the final version came out sounding like. Taking the time to play it back will also give you something to share with people so you can tell them what they'll hear when they go listen to it. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? 
Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes, and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. Cole, as exciting as it always is to release new music, two months from now, it will actually already be a year since Yugo came out. Do you start feeling pressure as a result to start working towards a new single? You mentioned all these songs that, that you're writing. Is there anything in the works right now in terms of, okay, it's coming up on a year, we need to get at least one out right away, or are you still content to just write out Yugo for a little while longer? We think um, it's actually a mix of both because we're definitely working on the new stuff, but uh, we we definitely want to let let Hugo breathe and just let it do its thing because um, it needs to like get the attention that it deserves. And then we already have so much more stuff that we're like ready to release. It's like it's just gonna make everything like I'm, I'm just excited because then like I don't know like have you ever listened to like Kendrick Lamar? Oh yeah, like just like seeing. The, I don't know. So the, he he's a big influence on me personally, uh, and and everyone in the band. Like his uh, "To Pimp a Butterfly," and then to see like that album, my favorite album of his, and then what he released after that, and to see is just like the dynamic of all the sound and everything he's trying to like capture. Um, that's just like a really cool process that Undecided Future hasn't been able to explore yet because we've only released you know seven real songs. We had a EP in high school that we, you know, did in high school, but the the real one that we feel like is true to us and our sound at this current day, Hugo Stands Up. And then we have uh, two songs right now that we're thinking about throwing out as singles, and I can just, like, give you a sneak peek. It's actually called Unsee You, and that's, like, a up-tempo funk pop song uh, that's coming out. And then we have a second one that's coming out. It's called Look Up, and that one's actually, like, more of, like, a... A jazzy hip hop kind of song. Mm, wow! And uh, so they're two, they're two kind of different flavors of the same like nature. Yeah, yeah, right on. Well, your music has been released independently so far. Is that the way the band intends to continue in the future, or are you trying to attract the attention of a major label? And before you give me the answer, I'm going to say, regardless of which one you tell me, explain why the band is doing whichever of those two approaches that I mentioned. Yeah, um, I would say Undecided Future wants to release, like, the, all, like, basically, I think we have, like, so we have that one album, and then I would say we have maybe, like, two albums worth of stuff right now, and maybe we'll release a bunch of singles, um, so, like, we, I think we want to release all that first, get all that out, get all the numbers on them, get streams, get new fans, and really just, like, show people who we are, and then... Like, once we have, like, enough clout, I feel like if a label was to approach us and, like, want to sign us, I feel like we would be able to tell them, like, uh, no to this and yes to this, no to this, rather than them, like, coming in and be like, oh, we're going to take this and then you can sign off. And we're like, no, nah, that's not cool. Yeah, which basically sounds like the stories that you would hear of those boy bands that I mentioned where 
in sync and 98 degrees and backstreet boys were pretty much hand-picked and put together because there was some big label that had a plan where it wasn't as you're describing where we want to have a lot of say we want to have a lot of control we don't want to change who we are yeah like just naturally between the four of us we're super creative people and like learning learning about creative people you know they really want to control what they're creating you know so it's important to us to like have our integrity of like who we are so and say like even once we release all that music that also like that shows us like once we look at it and like hear it that shows us who we are so then we can see who we are even more even like within what we're songwriting about and what the music feels like everything in between and then we can like make some more bigger decisions about like bigger ideas to like give to the world like because i think the whole goal after the band is to be able to just give back to the world and like provide positive uh positive uh lights to people in situations that aren't so positive because there's a lot of like messed up stuff in the world so like once like we're big enough like the only thing that can benefit us is just like you know like recycling and like donating charity just like really good stuff to help the world you know i like it i like it i am joined on the now here this entertainment guest line today from the greater los angeles area by cole frederick guitar player and singer from the band undecided future Visit the band's official website at undecidedfuture.com. From there, you will see icons to go to their social media platforms, which are Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. As I mentioned, they are also on Reverb Nation, plus they are even on Snapchat. Support the band by purchasing downloads from Apple Music. Singles, EPs, take a look at all that's there. The guys are almost always performing, so use UndecidedFuture.com or their social media to see when and where you can see them perform live. Do not miss an episode of this show. Be sure you are subscribing to Now Hear This Entertainment through whichever platform you listen to podcasts through. And be sure you're signed up for the e-newsletter, which gets sent out early every Wednesday morning, so you can read about the newest episode of Now Hear This Entertainment, as well as activity around the show, such as where I'm traveling to, how you can get involved, things like that. Go to nhte.net and just put your email address in the sign-up box to get on that list for the e-newsletter. Cole, I just mentioned all the performing that the band does, and I'm always in favor of performers getting involved with good causes. Talk about the performance that Undecided Future did at the beginning of this month at the RAD camp. Yeah, we recently had uh, a really dope opportunity to play at Rad Camp, and this was actually our second year playing there. We played there last year as well. Um, and it's just like a, a charity uh, organization uh, where like they take uh, a bunch of kids who have like disabilities, and basically it was like Down syndrome. That's like what everyone had, and it was it was at like a Boy Scouts uh, of like Orange County. It was like at like a refuge there. So it was like really cool, like this like outdoor place. People are playing basketball. Uh, people are like playing soccer on the lawn, just hanging out. And uh, so we actually got to play like music for them for an hour and thirty minutes. And it's just like we want to keep playing there like every year. Ever since we played last year, we want to keep playing because those people literally are like the most positive, like happy people. And mm. like, when we perform for them, like there's like tables all in front of us, and they're like they're slamming on the tables and they're going crazy because they love the music and it's like that's exactly what like how we want to like touch people like 
like we want people to like react super happy dance like just like we just want people to dance and like that's they were just going crazy dancing jumping around so that's just like a perfect day for us you know outstanding and listeners rad stands for rising above disabilities they offer programs and camps for adults and children with developmental disabilities the band has performed a lot throughout california cole but You've even gotten to places like Las Vegas and New York. Are there any plans being made to start doing more shows outside California? You know, we are talking about figuring out how to book more because we actually don't have a booking agent. We've actually been doing it all through ourselves. Wow. And all through Cindy. Wow. And um, so that's like, that's a huge thing for us. Like, yeah, we would love to play outside of California more corporate events or festivals or anything, you know? Um, because we basically do all of our booking through social media, but we got those really cool New York and Las Vegas opportunities. Well, the Vegas was where we played at the MGM Grand for a um, corporate event for just a pet company, and it was like it was it was funny because uh, it was actually almost the opposite of Rad Camp. It was like a bunch of like men in suits, <laughs> and they were all like just standing there, and like we played for like three hours and. They were just like, it was actually so nice. Like, we we're on the pool playing, like, poolside. Wow. And uh, they were just, like, standing there, like, and then, like, we got off. And then, like, they came up to us and, like, that was amazing. And, like, but they had, like, the blankest faces while we were playing. So we were, like, <laughs> kind of, like, uh, this is weird. But then, like, when we got off, they were, like, dude, you guys were amazing, blah, blah, So it was, like, that was cool. Like, and it's just funny how some people, like, you know, they, they don't, they're, like, a little different. They don't show. Yeah, people have different ways of expressing themselves and, here are these guys going, you, you guys were amazing, and you're going, we were? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, New York was uh, probably probably my favorite because um, it, we played for an international model and talent association. So we got that opportunity because the previous year, I actually uh, modeled, acted, and wrote a song for songwriting uh, in international model talent agency in LA. Mm. So I was a competitor in that and I got signed to a couple uh, modeling agencies and then I also won the songwriting competition. So I like, uh, like auditioned and then I was like, hey, like the singer of my band is here. Like, can he sing the song that I wrote? And they're like, yeah, like, of course. So I was like, cool. Like, I'm gonna play guitar and he's gonna sing my song. And then we did it and like everyone like went crazy and we won and then we basically got free studio time and then uh where we recorded hmu and intoxicated but actually we didn't release the intoxicated we uh re-recorded that one and then we also got flown out the next year to perform full band full band perform in new york for all the models and actors in a big hotel over there and that was like party night so it was crazy wow outstanding and listeners that reminds me if you never heard it go back and listen to episode 175 when my guest was katie bell she's from atlanta georgia and she does the same thing where she does modeling and gets singing gigs out of it and sometimes as a singer she'll get a modeling gig out of it listeners i've been mentioning that cole is the guitar player for undecided future if you do listen to this show regularly thank you and you know by now then 
that I play an acoustic guitar made by Boulder Creek Guitars. If you are an aspiring performer, go back and listen to episode 241 of this show when I interviewed Jeff Stramitz. Not only is he a multi-instrumentalist and a regular gigging musician like a lot of you, but he gave a lot of good insight on that episode for how to approach companies to get sponsorships or endorsements as well as what not to do. He has that perspective because he's also the CEO of Boulder Creek Guitars, which means that he also talked during our interview about what the suspended bracing system is and why it makes their instruments so unique. In fact, if you're serious enough about your playing that you want to have a conversation about having an acoustic guitar custom built for you, email me at podcast at nhte.net and I will personally put you in touch with Jeff. In the meantime, check out bouldercreekguitars.com. That's B-O-U-L-D-E-R, bouldercreekguitars.com. And by the way, there will be a link on the show page for this episode, for Cole's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment, back to the Jeff Stramitz interview on episode 241. That's always the case whenever I reference a past episode of NHTE. Cole, the big thing nowadays seems to be so many artists collaborating on songs. Three weeks ago on episode 281, Chris Richardson, who was a top five finisher on American Idol, he talked to me about a song that he did featuring Tyga. You mentioned before about Khan that lives with Dem. Is is that something, is collaborating something that Undecided Future is looking to do? Or is it more a case of Khan is just kind of an exception to the rule and instead the band is thinking more collaboration is for solo artists we've got four guys in the band we collaborate with each other we're good it's i would say it's totally both because there's people like con that we meet and there's also like homies that we've known for years who are also in very talented bands that we've like considered collaborating i think it's just a matter of like time and uh, like once like all the dots connect and like, cause we're definitely actually, now that you mention it, we actually were planning a collaboration album. Uh, I can, I guess I can mention the names real quick. It was just like between us, undecided future, Paula Bebop, Ray Khalil and Rocky Angelini, all artists kind of in our area. Just, just the past two months, we've really been connecting with them for some random reason. We just boom, started making music, just started hanging out. And then we're like, yo, this is a vibe. We're going to put out a collab album. And then it's basically just like, yo, if like if the energy is good and like we, we like the music, we like we met, we really like you. then it's like there's no reason why not to collab because like we're all just friends in the end, you know. I love everything about that, what you just said, because the fact that they're all in your area and obviously we we can as we listen to you talk, we can read between the lines that they're obviously doing a style of music that's complementary to what Undecided Future is. And the reason that I like this so much is because too many people, in my opinion, would instead view those people as competition and say, well, we need to do better than them. And instead, you're saying, let's all just work together and let's help each other out since we do have complementary styles and we'll all benefit in the long run. Yeah, that's the beautiful thing is like, it's exactly, it's it's super complimentary because some of them are focused on super hip hop jazz and then we're over here doing the funk and it's like, when we all play a show together, it's like, that's a popping show. Like, that's a, like, there's, you got, you got everything you wanted in that show. So that's what it's about. So for anyone that's listening, that's an up and coming performer, just 
give them some advice in terms of how are you making all these connections with all these other performers in your area? Because I think a lot of people would tend to say, well, if I'm out playing a show, how can I meet anyone else? They're probably out doing shows too. So how are you managing to make all these successful connections with all these other artists? I think it's uh, it's a couple things. It's it's going uh, it's one one playing shows, and you know if someone's looking at you, walk up to them, say hey, like what's your name? And then if it's a cool conversation, kick it off. If it's not, like walk away. Don't talk to them. Talk to someone else. Secondly, I would say it's uh, social media. Like if you just saw a cool singer that it was like, oh man, that singer was dope, and then you fit you go on his Instagram. Like, oh, shoot, he's from Los Angeles. And you go and you see, like, oh, he's playing at the hotel cafe. Like, oh, I'm going to go see that. And then you go see him and you go say what up to him. And it's just like, and then thirdly is, like, it's just, like, who are your friends uh, that play music? Like, who do, you, who do you like? And then hit them up. And, like, even if you barely know them, like, maybe they went to the same school, maybe they went to the same college. Even if you barely know them, just hit them up and be like, yo, I'm loving your music. Like, you got a show that I can come to soon? And it's just, like, that small little uh, spark that can, like, ignite, like, a whole flame. Yeah, yeah, I like it. All all good advice. Cole, we're going to close today with a song from Hugo, a song called You. Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. So this song is actually one of our favorite songs. It's super poppy, super funky. Uh, Dem joints, you're going to hear some, some crazy trumpets and some crazy, like, bass fills. Well, you can thank Dem Joints for that one. And if you like it, then you, y'all should follow us on uh, Instagram at Undecided Future or what, Twitter, Facebook, Undecided Future. Awesome. Awesome. Really great to talk to you, Cole. Thanks so much for your time and continued best wishes to Undecided Future. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show, Bruce. It was awesome. Yeah, my pleasure. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to guitar player and singer Cole Frederick, from the band Undecided Future. Do visit their official website at undecidedfuture.com and then engage with them on social media. So that means like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, subscribe to their YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Plus, they are even on Reverb Nation, too. For that matter, tell them that you heard Cole and the band's music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember that they do have a good amount of music that you can purchase downloads of from Apple Music. And get on UndecidedFuture.com and or their social media to see where and when you can see the band perform live. Again, if you are not already doing so, on whichever platform you listen to podcasts through, do take a moment to hit that subscribe button for this show so you get every episode of Now Hear This Entertainment automatically each week. And remember to pop in your email address in the sign-up box at nhte.net for the weekly e-newsletter so you can read about the show and the various goings-on. I do appreciate everyone who listens and subscribes. We'll send you out with another song from Undecided Future. This is the one that Cole just talked about. It's called You. One, two, I'm three, thought. I'm thinking about you, my baby If I'm wearing a 
holding commas. Head out to head like a. Taking trips to the Bahamas. Gabba tiki, baby. To the Amazon, baby girl, my lion is a telephone. Number one, pussy can call her back at any time. Eh. Speeds got me tripping up an echelon. Eh. You my heaven, baby, I don't need the high. Sweat it up inside a sauna. Even when it's feeling. Ain't nobody ever saw us. And nobody's stopping this noise. I got the keys, got the keys to the getaway. One day, one time, it's a sunny day. My top drop gets we fancy. Your top drop cause you're so into me. Talking on the phone, hang up all alone, but even on my own. I'm thinking about you, my baby. You're the one thing on my mind. Seems like all the time. I'm thinking about you, my baby. Even when I fall asleep, you're the girl of my dreams. I'm thinking about She's getting out of here But ladies party all around the world Tell them I'm sorry Cause you're my only girl Conversation late at night Hang up, say goodbye Not around, but still a fight I'm thinking about you, my baby You're the one thing on my mind Seems like all the time I've been thinking about you, baby Love the way you dance, so gentle with your hands. You're the best. I'm so blessed. I get to be your man. Each freckle on your face so perfectly in place. Amazing constellations like an outer space. Cuddle close at the movies, laughing at the sad scenes. The way you smile in my long sleep, baby, way before you leave. I was wondering if you're free for the rest of your life. Come spend it with me. Cause there ain't no one like you, my baby. You're the one thing on my mind. Seems like all the time. I'm thinking about you, my baby. Even when I fall asleep, you're the girl of my dreams. I'm thinking about Get the keys, get the keys to the getaway. Get- 